0: It's the Alexandra and Friends podcast, and we're covering the everyday issues of life, health, and wealth. And as always, we have a great panel of experts with us. Here is your host, Alexandra Fincher. Hey, everyone. This is Jose Gillian, the owner of All House Barbecue, located in Luzbio and Carrollton. You can find us at allhousebbq.com, and we are the proud new sponsor of Alexandra and Friends. Come and see us.
1: Good evening. Welcome to Alexander Friends Six Sixty, The Answer. This show is brought to you every Saturday night by Roberto Perez Miller Title, and our podcast is brought to you by Mr. Jose Guillen with Old House Barbecue. And this evening, we are enjoying a very powerful um, group because Billy Tatum is here this evening, Hello. and so is Courtney. Yay! Our sa- and of course our producer,
2: the OG Mr. Crew,
1: Mr. What is your name, sir? I'm sorry. (laughs) Mr. Michael Clark, let's take just a second so we can listen to the Michael Clark children give the Pledge of Allegiance. We'll be right back. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God,
2: indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
0: Yes, so this is Michael Clark, and those were three of my kids. That was Preston was the oldest sounding voice, and then Josie, my little girl, and Brennan, who is four years old. And you are listening to Alexandra and Friends and Billy Tatum. He has an update on the story last week that he told us about his car getting carjacked and his kids almost getting kidnapped. Billy, can you update us on that, please?
2: Fort Worth Police got business. video of the guy that tried to take my wife's car with a kid in it and... um and he's pretty young looking and he was smiling on his way out like he was real happy that he was able to steal from us so they really want to find that guy
3: so did you have to put everything on lockdown you just contact the credit cards or because yeah. you contact them after he we already just went him?
2: through but you know with i'm sure you guys Hull know you don't really know what all's in your wallet sometimes right. so we we deactivated all our cards but there were some that kind of caught us by surprise my
1: question is hold is your daughter Oh, seven. So I'm going to say this, and please do not take it I'm wrong. I'm not
2: offended. Okay? I don't get offended.
1: It was wrong for your wife to leave a child with a car running.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: And I, I'm sorry. She might be the nicest person in the world, but I hope she learned a lesson. Yeah. Well,
2: because, we learned a lot. Yeah. We well, also might write a letter to Kia to say, hey, can you please allow the remote to lock the car if the engine's running?
3: Is there not like, a keypad on that, Kia?
2: Mm-mm. Even see, that's you, what I love even, about see, Ford. My truck, my Me truck, too. I can leave the engine running, get out, and lock the door with my remote. Oh really? And, but her car will not do it. It's brand spanking new. Doesn't even There's I mean, no
3: like special eek, eek, we have to no. do it as The sequence. only way
2: you can lock that car with the engine running is the door has to be shut and you have to push the button in the car.
1: Oh. Well, I'm just glad the little girl didn't yeah. to I know I that's start so scary.
3: And well, and scary but the thing is, it's like she's seven. Yes, she's young, but I mean, how many times you run into a store and it's like the dollar store, or dollar general or whatever, and it's Right there, the entrance is right there. I mean, yeah, literally we parked can't,
2: in front of the front yeah, door. I
1: mean, and yeah, you're running in for two right seconds. In your car is like, the, you know, it's just dangerous it is. in today's yeah. world. It, it is, it is so bad. it would have so. been
2: better to shut the engine off in this case. <laughs>
1: and well, and it, it wasn't cold or hot. No, it I wasn't mean, it hot just or cold yeah. That well, parked I think the that, you know, it's this is after after the hindsight. Hindsight. I think the most important that you can tell your our listeners is to do what.
2: Don't leave your kids in the car. Don't don't leave it unlocked.
1: And don't, and don't leave running. your purse in the car. Yep. That's right. Because th- have th- you seen those else. other
3: things where you, you know, and this is, I'm guilty of this and I try to make a we habit of putting in the back seat. But when you go to get gas, you see them coming into the passenger side and lifting the and purses. Mm-hmm. The, uh-huh. So that's something. I think too. about
2: that every time now.
1: I put mine in the back seat every time. Well, you know, now what's happening is they're stealing your gas out of the tank. Oh, Did I saw that. But that? They, a bunch of them got arrested up in McKinney. Really? Yeah. Yep. There was three of them. that Got arrested. Well, this this white truck pulled mm-hmm. in Carrollton and started. They just funneling the the yeah. uh, gas out. So wow.
2: I almost stole gas during the winter freeze last year.
1: Why would you do that?
2: Well, uh, my whole neighborhood left because the power was out, and I had my generator. And then the gas stations ran out. So I was sitting there looking around. Well, there's a lot of free gas sitting in these driveways. <laughs> I'll just leave them some IOUs if I have to.
1: We're glad you didn't. We're glad didn't you to. didn't do it I didn't because. Have to. Uh, Billy Tatum is is with is Structure Foundation. We only know him by that company. Yep. we are not associated in any way or form. We right? thought he had more integrity based on our previous interactions
3: with him.
2: You but know, if you
1: need to call him to to go under your house, please do so or commit a crime. It took, or... it took
2: Alexandra eight years to figure that out.
1: Well, we have an amazing evening this, this show this evening, and it is somebody that Michael Clark, our producer has invited mm-hmm. on our show because he is very committed to this organization. So, Michael, I'm going to have Michael Clark introduce our guest this evening.
0: Uh, so, our guest this evening is Candy Summers. She is the executive director of Best Way. And uh, do you call it Best Way for Liberia?
4: No, we just, we just, just call it Best, Best Way. Way.
0: <laughs> okay. And Best Way is an acronym for Building Everyone's Success Together in West Africa. Yes. And... I've known her since I was a little kid, like elementary school age. And then there was a span of like 10 years where we didn't see each other, then reconnected again.
3: Are we not able to tell this story? Because I feel like this is a very yeah. interesting story. <laughs> well,
0: what, we can right, let her so. tell her that okay. as part of the story. But I'm saying, I'm just like setting the stage here. Got it. Okay? okay. So that's that's who this is. And uh, she is a wonderful person who's always very busy with her family and uh, organizations that she's involved in. Awesome. So welcome Candy. Thank you Thank so much you. for
1: being here. Thanks. Yes. Well, Courtney, you're right next to her and I, I am. think that you we need to talk a little bit. I think the first thing we need to know, how well does she know Michael Clark? She seemed <laughs> to have
3: I mean, she's seen evidently the very many stages that Michael has gone through in his life and it's very interesting because you said that you met when he was five or six yes. and you were three you're three years older right and you guys were part of the same homeschooling group right okay so then um evidently there was some uh power struggles uh, uh, early on so talk to us about that and how y- y'all met and grew up and whatnot and tell us about you and yeah. what you do and your family all right well my name candy summers i'm the executive director of
4: best way i live in arlington with my husband nathan who's an electrician and we have five children Um, Our oldest is 20 and our youngest is eight and we homeschool and um, I was homeschooled, and so was my husband. And when I was a small child, I was part of a homeschool group and Michael's mom, Jill, was the leader of that group. So we did all kinds of recreational activities, ceramics class and and going roller skating and all of that. But um, we had kind of a rivalry and I just really hated his guts (laughs) because... He was a smart kid and a smart Alec. And so
3: (laughs) I remember this
0: one incident. Oh, no. (laughs) So we were at they were touring like the electrical power plant or something like that. And she and I were about to go through a doorway at the same time or we were waiting to go through (laughs) a doorway. And we just just like snipped and sniped at each other. I don't remember the details, but I do remember that being like (laughs) like a. Got kind of one of those moments, a you know.
4: scarring experience. I have no memory of
0: that. No, no scarring. She's had no memory
4: of you at all.
0: No scarring experience. She
4: erased you. <laughs> no, I just remember uh, honestly. At the time, um, I was very insecure growing up, which Michael probably does not know or didn't know at all at the time, and so I was very um, aggressive and know it all as a way of kind of shielding myself from any anyone kind of getting to. No, one of those get them before they get me kind of a mentality. So thankfully, I am not like that now. But um, yeah, uh, I was telling Courtney that um, once I moved out of Oak Cliff and into Duncanville and stopped homeschooling when I was about 16, I did not have any, uh, I did not give Michael Clark a second thought. So I actually (laughs) ran into um, how I got to know him again was an accident. Um, I was, uh, on a radio show and his wife Jade was there and I just thought this is one of the most delightful people I've ever met. I want to stay friends with her. So I invited her over to our house for dinner the next week and she had mentioned her husband's name was Michael and I didn't really think anything. And then, um, Mike actually called to get directions to our house and I hung up the phone and I, cause he has a very distinctive voice. I recognized it immediately, even though I hadn't seen him in probably 10 years. And I hung up the phone and I said to my husband, like, I just invited Michael Clark to our house. Like my childhood bully that I hate (laughs) and I can't believe this is happening.
0: That yeah. that story is a little skewed. Let's hear uh,
3: your version, I'm sure. Okay, so <laughs> actually what is what Jade is?
0: we met Jade, Jade is my is wife, wife of 20 years. Today, uh, Yay, well, this past Wednesday was our anniversary. anniversary. So, um actually Candy, we connected uh before that. We'd actually our passed across but we didn't see each other. Right. At uh, certain clubs that we went to,
4: right clubs, and then what yes, kind clubs? of clubs? Christian Mike? music clubs.
3: Oh, did that get rowdy? There were at least three of them. Actually, yeah, the uh, yes, mosh pits. Thank <laughs> you,
0: mosh pits. Yeah, serious. Christian, do you want mosh pits. you want pictures? Yes. I've actually seen okay.
2: Christian mosh pit.
4: I'm not. Oh yes, that.
0: absolutely. So anyway, I've been injured, in but that wasn't where we met again. We met again up at the that radio station,
4: which I completely. Have no memory of it all, but I believe you.
0: Right, you came like and uh, before I was married. I was like twenty. I think I was twenty, and you came up there for some reason. I don't know. Part of, probably part of the whole scene that we yeah. were involved in. But then <laughs> the mos- you said, "The, the Mosh, mosh pit
3: scene. <laughs>
0: Aren't you? Aren't you, Michael aren't Clark? You Mark- Michael and Clark. I'm Candy Perkins, and I was like, "Yeah, I totally remember you." Why are you here? Right, <laughs> like this is completely. A different city, setting, and situation. Right. So, and then uh, we didn't see each other for a while until that time with Jade. Yes. That, but you don't remember that.
4: I don't remember
3: that. That's weird. <laughs> where, where are we? Probably for somewhere
0: time? in the how many? How many kids have you had?
3: <laughs> yeah, you exactly. That's forgetting. It will do that. Will no? Where we, are we having, on time for the segment? Are we?
0: We got four. Okay, just make it Having children makes you forget things.
3: It does. It clinically,
4: it it washes your brain clean. So.
1: Uh, candy, give us a little bit of information about you and your husband and your family and, how, and what you are doing today in the background. So tell us about what you do and what you're doing now. and about Yeah, how husband.
3: did you get yeah. involved in your
1: education and what, what Well, was that I was just, actually... I have one question yes. before you go there. You said you were a bully. You were always very strong. Mm-hmm. Was there a reason? Were you fighting something within? Of course, we'll Yes. Um, Well, our family did not have a lot of
4: money growing up. And that was something that really made me feel like I needed to guard myself. I didn't want people to know that about us. It was embarrassing to me. So I was always very, um, I acted very confident, um, maybe even too much. um, And so I just didn't want anyone to see that insecurity in me. Because I didn't want that weakness to show.
1: Very interesting. Mm-hmm. I I just wanted to know some people do that with weight yeah. problems or mm-hmm. things like that. So yours was more wealth wealth kind. Mm-hmm. You were you were yeah. embarrassed about not having what everybody else would have. Right. Well, that's good to know. So okay. So next where do we go from there? <laughs>
3: where where did you after sixteen you met your husband, where was the time frame for all of that? Okay. So I actually
4: um met my husband when I was twenty three. And I had not dated anyone in about seven years. I was not interested in dating. Um, I was I was kind of serious. I was a very serious person. And I wasn't going to play around. So actually I actually met my husband at, at church. He was a sound technician. And I was one of the singers. And I was like, again, they would send me back to the sound um, booth to give him corrections for our sound. And there was one particular time I remember... I went back there and I said, you need to turn the monitors up because um, I can't hear myself. And he said, well, you just need to sing louder. And I said, I am a really loud singer. You just need to <laughs> fix it. He said, it's going to feedback if I do that. And I was like, take care of it. And I marched off and I found out later when we started dating that I made him cry because um, he's a very sweet person Aww. and I was just so aggressive. But um, yeah. So, You're my cup of tea, I like that.
2: <laughs> I'm over here thinking about all the people I've met like her. Yes, yeah, make the sound guy cry.
1: I
4: know
2: yeah. it's really,
1: really
4: horrible. It's really,
1: Can we don't, you, we need to go through. I mean, she that. had yeah.
2: experience, <clears throat>
1: yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. But <laughs> well, we're going to let, we're going to find
2: we out what's going to
1: happen for Yeah, the, <laughs> and yeah. Next, yeah. We'll, we'll be, be back in in the next segment.
3: You're listening to Alexander and Friends. Please check out our website, alexanderandfriends.com. All of our previous loaded podcasts are on there for your listening pleasure. You can also check out our Facebook, like our page at Alexander and Friends 660. Our podcasts are brought to you by Old House Barbecue.
2: And uh, Candy, let's pick up right where we left off. You met your husband at church after making him cry
1: <laughs> wow yes. okay so, so she made cry she made also michael I cry i did make she? a lot of people it's cry. not marriage without i crying. can't even picture this because you're just so sweet
3: <laughs> and yeah,
2: dude, very and nice. yeah. and,
1: yes
3: well I how I do feel we like,
2: bring the grinch out
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> um just ask my children okay right? no <laughs> no um so yes i met my husband's um, I was not interested in him because he's very handsome and I wanted someone who was um, smart. And of course,
2: so, <laughs> oh, so I, offended.
4: I was like, no, this guy's not for me. And then I actually got stuck next to him um, and, and I was very rude to him. He was trying to have a conversation and I was kind of looking at other people and giving him very yes and no answers. Um, And then I got stuck next to him again and I realized we actually had a lot in common and he's very smart and has a great sense of humor. So um, my whole thing about I'm not going to be shallow and date someone for their looks. Well, you can also be shallow and ignore people who are good looking. So he actually pursued me, which is unusual because I'm usually the more outgoing and aggressive person. Um, but he he did a good chase and we actually ended up getting engaged. We were really just friends. I had just gotten to know him and about four weeks after that, um, we started dating. But we both were really serious and um not into dating for fun. So we got uh engaged about I think about a week after we started dating, and then we got married um Four months after that. Wow. And we will have our 22nd anniversary that's on so awesome. October wow, that's 7th. that's awesome. Wow. That
1: is awesome. Yeah. So how did you uh, get involved with the um, Best with Way? Best. Well, my dad founded
4: Best Way. Um, he and what went, is his step for? Sorry. It stands for Building Everyone's Success Together in West Africa. Uh, my dad is Andy Perkins. And he actually went over to Liberia in 1998 on a whim. Um, he was asked to go as part of a pastor's conference. One of the pastors dropped out at the last minute. And my dad is not a pastor, but my dad is an adrenaline junkie. And so uh, they said, who can we get to go to Africa with us? Let's ask Andy Perkins. And he has confessed later that one of the uh, one of the things that appealed to him about going to Liberia was at the time they were in active civil war and he had never been in uh, a country that was in active war. Oh. <laughs> so, so fantastic motivation. He was a businessman and he was in the U.S. Army for 10 years, but he had never been in, in a combat situation. So he went and really fell in love with Liberia and he actually started doing um, work with another nonprofit and then eventually in 2004 decided he was going to start Bestway. And a month after he started Bestway, he was diagnosed with uh, terminal cancer Mm -hmm. and given six months to live so he spent 2005 fighting terminal cancer and actually beat cancer he's still um with us now and healthy and um what kind of cancer he had testicular cancer and the way that that kills you is it moves up your body Mm -hmm. into your brain and at the time he had a tumor in his abdomen and he had spots on his lungs and so your brain's the next stop and they actually didn't have um, they were trying to reduce the size of his tumor, but um, it actually went away completely. So he wow. is, he's is he been in remission and has been declared cancer free. So that really made him examine um, because we started out as a microfinance nonprofit. We were helping people start businesses with microloans. Um, but when he was over in Liberia on one of his trips, he actually saw a child of about four years old trafficking herself for food. Um, And he was so shaken by seeing this. Um, He went to our Liberian director, Daniel, and was like, does this happen? And he was like, the kids want food and they'll do anything to get food. They'll steal. They'll traffic themselves. um, They'll dig through garbage. And my dad just couldn't sleep and he couldn't rest as long as that was happening. So it was a very short time later he started our feeding program. And it was 100 children. um, And he was pretty terrified because uh, you have to feed them every day. You can't be like, oops, sorry, kids. There's no food. Once you start feeding, you have to keep feeding. So that was actually back in 2008. And since that time, we have grown from one little site with 100 kids to three different feeding sites and a total of 1,257 children.
1: Wow.
4: And we feed them every day a hot meal. Um, We provide medical care. We um, also provide educational scholarships for them. And we have uh, sexual exploitation um, and abuse prevention training that we give the kids and uh, deworming and things like that. So we've got those children. And then we've also expanded to do emergency aid, um, especially during COVID, during Ebola, Um, We also have a scholarship program um, for elementary through university level. And then our most recent thing that we added is when I came on board, we started the Pregnancy Support Network because Liberia has one of the highest rates of maternal and infant mortality in the world. And um, one of the ways that you help keep children from needing us Um, so the children who are in our program, a lot of them are orphans. They've lost one or both parents. Mm. And one of the ways you, you try to address the root cause of that is by keeping mothers alive. If you can keep a mother alive, she's going to take much better care of her child than anyone else will. So that's one of the ways that we're addressing the roots of the poverty that we're trying to, um, alleviate. So, um, we provide clean birth kits. Um, we also do aid and supplies to hospitals. And also, direct scholarship. Um, We have a nurse on staff, and when he encounters women who are in crisis during um, birth or pregnancy or postpartum, um, he gets in touch with us and we have him intervene. So that might look like paying for someone's hospital birth or paying for a C section. Um, We've also had women who had C sections and their incisions are having trouble, like their incisions opened up because. It's not a culture where you can really rest. You have to take care of yourself and your family. So that happens fairly frequently. And so we'll pay to have that um, incision redone. And then also medication, especially antibiotics, sometimes um, blood transfusions. Mm -hmm. So that is one of the ways that we are um, addressing the poverty in Liberia is by keeping mothers alive and caring for their children.
1: I have a question to ask before yeah. you go any further. Sure, who uh, who runs this organization in Liberia, and how do you get? Um, how what's the ROI on this on, on this organ? The return on the investment that we do here to the return of, of to the children and their parents yes. there. So, if, if this is a fair question, absolutely I want
4: to yes. Mm-hmm. In Liberia, all of our staff is Liberian. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have anyone foreign working over there because we really believe that the people who know Liberia best are Liberians. They know how to address the problems they encounter. They have an in with their own people. So it's much more efficient. um, And I think respectful culturally to have um, a Liberian run organization. That's one of the things that we value as far as return on investment. um, When you give to best way, However you designate that. So say, for example, you want to help mothers who are giving birth. If you designate your gift towards mothers giving birth, 100% of your gift goes directly to that. Um, Our administration is handled out of um, general donations and our administration is incredibly small. It's myself primarily and my father and we both work out of our houses. Um, We do have a salary, but those are fairly low. And so a very high, um, about less than 1% actually goes towards administration. But however you designate it, 100% of that gift will always go. So for
3: feeding program, 100% of that goes. Do you have any, like the four-year-old little girl, did anybody ever keep up with her?
4: Um, I don't know the identity of that particular child because um that's protecting her privacy um our staff does know now that's been 10 years ago that is one of the children i am told that was in our has been in our program but i don't know that child's identity because Mm -hmm. we don't ever want to um take away the dignity of the the children that we help
3: i was just wondering if that's like Is that a success story, right? Absolutely. And and then has there been anybody that's come over to the States to continue education from the program? We actually don't want people to come to the United States. We
4: want to make Liberia a place that is Mm -hmm. good for them to stay. Um, We do have um, several of our university scholarships, especially um, our nurse, Sam. Sam judges uh, we just hired in April of last year. He is an RN and then he just got his a master's degree in epidemiology and we've known him since he was uh, in sixth grade. Oh, wow. And so he was um, a high school scholarship recipient and then he wanted to go to nursing school. He was a Best Way Scholar recipient for nursing school. And then he w- he's an excellent nurse and is just a wonderful man of integrity. And so he was in great demand and he actually came to us um, because we were doing medical distribution. And he said that there's a more efficient way and a better way to distribute this medicine. So we get donated medicine, bring it into the country and give it to the hospitals um, because they don't have access um, to medicine there. And Sam said, let me help you. He volunteered because he appreciated the scholarship we'd given him. So he took on our medicine distribution. And instead of us just dividing it evenly between the 20 or 25 hospitals and clinics, he actually went to each one, found out what they were treating, which medicines they needed most, and distributed it monthly so that they had what they needed and it wouldn't end up on the black market. Awesome. And then he asked us if we would um, help him to get his master's degree in epidemiology. And we did that. And then we've hired him as our um, director of medical outreach. Excellent.
3: If you could go ahead and just let everybody know how they can contribute, where we find your information, how they can make donations. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we are
4: online at bestway.org. It's B-E-S-T-W-A, there's no Y, dot O-R-G, and you can click on the link to give there or you can go directly to bestway.org forward slash give. And there is a link there to our giving page and you can uh, see the different programs and and choose
3: how you would like to get there. Excellent. And then is there a goal that you have for this year that you're striving for that maybe we can ask the the listeners to help bridge the gap? Absolutely. Right now um, we have uh, probably
4: 30 or 40 children. We'll have to look who are waiting for sponsors. Um, It's $31 a month to sponsor a child, and that covers their food, medical care, education, and just care they receive a lot of care they they're in a community where they are loved and watched out for um, and that is um, a monthly donation of 31 dollars or 372 one-time gift and that covers all of that for a child each year
3: very good well you're listening to alexander and friends the show is brought to you by Roberto Perez, Miller Title. Please check out our Facebook, Alexander and Friends 660, and also our website, alexanderfriends.com
1: And also our podcast is brought to you by Old House Barbecue, the best darn barbecue in town in Carrollton and Louisville. And when you stop by, be sure and tell Mr. Guillen that you heard he, the um, podcast that he's advertising on Alexander and Friends and eat a baked potato with all that good yummy, yummy, on top of it.
2: So well, speaking of eating uh-huh. candy, <laughs> I noticed on your website, you have a benefit dinner that's scheduled for March 24th.
4: Absolutely. What's that about? Well, we have uh, an annual benefit. It's a really neat opportunity for us to gather everyone, share more in depth what's going on in Liberia and what they've made possible. And it's also our one big fundraiser of the year. This year, we are going to have Liberian food, and I'm very excited about that. Because what does that mean? Well, we have a uh, jollof rice. We have what? What a cucumber it? salad. Uh, it's a traditional West African rice. It has peppers and onions and it's like at a crispy layer. It's kind of similar to paella in some ways. Um, so our caterer came and brought me the samples on Monday. And when he opened up the pan and the smell of the rice hit me, I literally started crying because I was like, oh, it smells like home to me. <laughs> so it was oh. very exciting. Oh, nice. So that is on March uh, 24th. It's a Thursday evening at Midlothian Bible Church in Midlothian on, on, on uh, FM 663. And that's from 630 to 830. Um, we run a tight show. Um, Michael is actually the producer of our event. Um, so he helps us uh, stay on time. Thank what? you, Michael. Oh, yes. oh that is are so Are you wonderful. DJing the event too? It's, yeah. it's pretty low key as far as DJing. There's no mosh pits? There are no mosh Whoa. pits. dang it. <laughs> Yes.
3: So
1: well, I do want to talk about you have brought us some goodies. Did you have a question? Did I cut you off. I'm sorry. Well, No, that's OK. So can you tell us a little bit if you cannot go to the, if they go to the benefit, what's the right. cost? And if they cannot go, what can how can they donate? Right.
4: So the benefit is free. Uh, we just have a, it's a time for us to all enjoy each other and for us to share and give thanks to the people who are making all of this possible. So it is free and you can register at our website. Um, That's bestway, B-E-S-T-W-A dot O-R-G forward slash benefit dash dinner. And like I said, if you sign up, we will save you a spot. And we just want the opportunity to thank people because a lot of times it's me working out of my house or my dad working out of his and it can feel like you're by yourself it feels a little bit isolating sometimes and then getting together with everyone in that
1: room and just saying thanks mm-hmm. is such a wonderful time for us but candy let me ask you a question yes. it's free yes but they come for one reason <laughs> and the reason is to donate absolutely okay because free is great it's an opportunity it's an opportunity for to them bring to your share. wallet yeah and bring your change and
4: yes make a
1: difference make a difference donate Yes, so, I
4: mean, free. And one of the neat things, too, is that we have some very generous friends who have given matching grants. So we actually have the first uh, twenty one thousand dollars in donations will be matched. So your gift is actually going to double when you. Wow. Come. Yes.
1: And will there be dancing that Michael there will, not will be, be any dancing. monitoring or anything <laughs> like is that? Is there a
3: raffle or? No. Uh, we keep it real
1: straight. Forward. Forward. That's awesome. That is awesome. No gimmicks. No Come and eat exactly. and give us the money. Exactly. That, that's what, you, that's what you do, right? Yeah. And thank God for all be, the availability of Absolutely.
3: this. Absolutely. We're
4: happy to be in person this year.
1: So we we have
4: gifts
3: yes. uh, that we were uh Given by Miss Candy. And it's so cool. So these are bowls and they're they're pretty big bowls. Mine yes. kind of looks like a almost like a tie-dye design. It's orange and it's got a white tie-dye appearance. And, and
0: if you go to alexanderandfriends.com, by the time this podcast is posted, you'll be able to be able to see pictures of the bowls that we're talking about. Awesome.
4: So and you said these were I made in it. Liberia. Yeah, if you look on the back, that's a Liberian company, Duraplast. Okay. And it says made in Monrovia. I love these bowls. They are dishwasher and microwave safe. Um, sometimes I will make something and put it on a plate and I want to keep it warm. I'll actually use it as kind of a dome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just very convenient. Awesome. So that is what our kids eat out of. And you can see pictures on our website of kids eating out of the bowls. Can you give you the website out again, yes. please? It's bestway.org, B-E-S-T-W-A dot O-R-G. Can you buy this uh, bowls here in the U.S.? No, you can't. Um, I have tried... <laughs> I actually wanted uh, wanted some for one of our events a couple of years ago. They are not available outside of Liberia. So I have hand carried every single one of these bowls back
3: with me Thank in my you suitcase. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. That's yes. very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you.
0: All right. Uh, I have a question about the history of Liberia. I actually probably already know the answers, but I, mm-hmm. you are much better informed than I am. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know the history of Liberia, where it started, why right. it started. And what reminded me of that was uh, you mentioning the capital city, Monrovia, and uh, that just triggered that That's true. grain of information in my head. So yes. why don't you launch into the history there?
4: Okay, well, Liberia is actually the only um, country in Africa, if I believe, that has never been colonized. Um, and I've asked my Liberian friends, like, why is that the French and the Dutch and the British um, the Portuguese were all over, Germans were all over Africa colonizing, and why didn't they colonize Liberia? And the, the short answer is the malarial swamps and um, the native tribes were just too strong and they never did. But uh, at, the, at the beginning of the 1800s, um, when England outlawed slavery, the slave trade, Um, They actually sent ships to that part of West Africa, Sierra Leone, Ivory Coast and Liberia to intercept um, slave ships that were illegally crossing those waters. And their solution would be to intercept and then to leave the empty out the ship and put the people back there in um, Sierra Leone, originally in Freetown, Sierra, Sierra Leone. So those people were from all over West Africa, but that that is where they ended up if they were intercepted from the slave trade. And then eventually here in the United States in the 1820s and 30s, there was a large Back to Africa movement. um, And it was a very odd uh, conglomeration of people who didn't want African people in the United States and then others who um, wanted them to have freedom and didn't feel that they would truly be free here in the U.S., So they formed a society that actually started the settlement in Liberia and eventually it became a republic um, in, I believe, 1838. So there were a combination of people living and it's to this day in Liberia. There are the Congo people, which were the slaves that were intercepted and put there. And then there are the Native tribes, and there are 17 Native tribes. And then there are Americo-Liberians, which were freed American slaves who colonized um, that part of West Africa. And so we have a unique um, relationship with the United States. Um, Liberia considers the United States kind of its its big brother or big sister, and their flag is modeled after ours. Their constitution is modeled after oh, wow. ours, that is very interesting. English is one of the languages that is commonly spoken by everyone.
0: And so, Liberia is actually the name came from what?
4: From freedom, liberty. liberty. Yes. And then their capital was um, named after James Monroe, who I believe at the time was not present, but the Secretary of State. And the city that we operate out of is actually Buchanan. So there are a lot. Um, Painesville is another city. There are a lot of American names. It's pretty cool history, right?
0: Yes. And Courtney, being from Boston, she knows all about history stuff.
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just a buff.
0: Supposed to. All that. I know. (laughs) Okay. So the other thing that I find very uh, just mind boggling is the lack of electricity in that whole country. And that Mm -hmm. stemmed from the Civil War. Is that right?
4: Yeah. Um, In the 1960s, uh, President Tubman of Liberia, really modernized the country it was one of the most well-developed and then in the early 80s there was a a coup and then later in 1989 a civil war started and it was really stemming from what I've talked about that there are these different groups and they were all kind of jockeying for power there was there was um, rivalry between them and um, some kind of acrimonious feelings and so there was um, a war a civil war that lasted for 14 years it was very devastating to the the entire country. Um, the power grid was destroyed. Um, the sewer system was destroyed. So to this day, um, running water, electricity are things that most of the country do not have. There is some electricity now um, in the capital city, but it doesn't. It's not dependable.
2: Yeah, I just I just read up on all that. Yeah. It said in the late seventies they peaked at almost two hundred megawatts of power. Right. now they're under twenty. Right, and, yeah, he's uh, not amazing, that's and that's only in the capital. And that's not really
0: right. a unique story. That's unique to Liberia either. There's been other countries in that part yes. of the world that have done the same thing. that same Absolutely. thing happened pretty much, and so right. that's why the Af- the continent of Africa is is still. The way it is and it's not super
2: developed like Europe or uh, the United States.
4: It's a it's a big challenge. People yeah.
2: don't understand what that means. Well, when they it, lack the infrastructure. Right, and all that. Right. Well, yeah. even
4: just roads, because yeah. you can mm-hmm. you can grow crops. But if you don't have good roads to get those crops to the market in the big cities, it will just rot in the fields. Um, they actually have an excellent agriculture minister there who's working really hard to get good roads. We happen to have a good road that takes us from the capital down to the city where we work but once you get off that main road it's it's dirt and very bumpy um we call that the liberian rodeo
3: bumpy
0: or, or muddy
4: <laughs> and muddy it's very difficult during rainy season um you can have feet of water um impassable roads we've had friends get caught out um in the interior of the country just because they can't get
3: yeah. past big there's mud there's
2: no infrastructure there's no storm water yes. prevention uh, exactly yeah. is that part of africa
3: is it like what i picture with um like safaris, or am I in a different part it's, of Africa? That's different. more
4: savanna. This is rainforest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right near the equator, so you have red clay and sand oh, and okay. mosquitoes and a lot of mosquitoes. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah. Uh, they're rich in resources. They just—it's a have
4: fantastic uh, country for to, resources. They
2: don't have a way to monetize that. Right. It's, it's so. been a
4: big challenge.
1: Well, um, Candy, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the gift of freedom mm-hmm. because here in the United States. Freedom is very important to us. Yes. If we don't realize what's going on, freedom in other countries. So. Yes.
0: You are listening to Alexandra and Friends with Alexandra Fincher as your host, Courtney Hathcock and Billy Tatum, our co hosts. And today's guest is Candy Summers from Best Way. And you can reach her at bestway.org. That's B E S T W A.org.
1: And Candy, I'm, I'm going to ask some tough questions because I mm. love to know things and it's important for me and I fight every single day for freedom. But yes, I was reading the article and I'm going to impose on some questions on you because Absolutely. I like to know things. Yes. The government of Liberia. Mm-hmm. What kind of government is it? They have they
4: have a democratically elected government, but then the president appoints uh, everyone from, um, from the, the ministers all the way down to the mayors of the cities. Um, it's been a big struggle um, in Liberia. The justice system is really broken. The infrastructure is very broken. Um, here's, here's an example. Um, let's say that someone is raped and they know who did it. Um, if that victim wants justice, first of all, they have to take Uh, money to the police and pay Mm. for the police to get a taxi and go apprehend the criminal. And then they have to pay for the jail to house the criminal and feed the criminal. And then they have to pay for the court to bring the judge and um, file the case. And they have to carry the financial burden of the entire system. And you're talking about a place where over 85%
1: makes less than a adult lives on less than a dollar a day and i would say that a lot of these children mm-hmm. are the product of what you just talked about yeah it, it's a big problem and and this is what bothers me so much we don't look at these things yeah. and we don't know these things and we don't talk about these things to right. kids today they just yeah. have so basically if you're a parent and yeah. you want to have justice you got to pay for it right and
4: and that's just simply out of reach for most liberians it is and then it's There's a lot of corruption, too. Of course. you have more money than the person who's coming against you, you can pay for the outcome that you want. And that's a very sad reality. So many Liberians feel trapped and helpless that there is no justice. And um, so the children that we work with in Buchanan, most of them live in single parent households. Either their their mother has died or their father has left to find work and, and they've never heard heard back from him. There are a lot of grandmothers who have taken in uh, their children have died and they've taken in all their grandchildren. We have one grandmother that has eight of her grandchildren from from several of her kids that she is caring for. And these are people who live in tin huts that they've cobbled together um, with dirt floors. They don't have electricity. They don't have running water. Um, If you want water, you go to a well. The well has um, sometimes unclean. Um, There's parasites. Um, It's just a very challenging thing. And so what they do in that community is what we call the hustle. So people in Liberia get up each day and they go find a way to survive. That might mean, um, for example, one of our children, Patricia, she used to get up every morning and carry a bucket of donuts on her head out onto the main road to try and earn a little bit of money for her family to eat. And um, for other people, it might mean going to your neighbors and seeing, do you need any laundry done? Do you need any cooking done? A lot of people will cook food and then sell the prepared Mm -hmm. food to other people. But it is a very hand to mouth existence. And if you don't make enough money
1: that day, you just don't eat. What is the, um, let's say, work, the workforce? Mm What do they work? What's the the biggest uh, workforce?
4: Um, Working for the government, actually, is the
1: largest employer there. That in there is actually
4: a steel mill, Asselor Mittal, out of Mm -hmm. France. Um, There are a lot of natural resources, but actually getting those where they need to go is a big struggle. Um, So if you don't have an education, which a large majority of the people don't, it's the lowest elementary participation rate in the world. Um, I think the illiteracy rate for women over 15 is over 70%. Oh my goodness. And when you don't know how to read, um, it, it, it puts you at a great disadvantage in every area because you can't really, you can't educate yourself. You don't know what's happening in the world. You have to take other people's word for it. So, I mean, if you want to talk about freedom, that right there is big to me because... I love to read. I love to learn things. And I, educating myself is something that I try to do. And if they don't, don't have that ability, um, it, it's just a great shame for um, Liberia. So one of the things that happens when a child is um, put into the Best Way feeding program, usually um, any little money that their family's been scrounging to feed them Now we'll go to school fees and they'll get to go to school for the first time. Um, We try very hard to never meet a need that can be met by the family. We don't want the family to have dependence on us and we don't want the family to um, have their dignity taken away because providing for your own children is something, is a matter of pride. And so by providing food, a lot of times those children will now be in be in school
1: I have a question yes. how do the how do the parents how many organizations like yours are there let's say that you know of that are besides you um in Liberia itself there are a lot of
4: organizations mm-hmm. um, but most of those organizations are working out of the capital city um, we are can you tell us what the capital city has? the capital city is Monrovia mm-hmm. and you have um the World Food Program and um, other nonprofits like that. As far as people doing a feeding program like this, there is no one else in the city where we work um, that's doing this. And we've actually had other nonprofits kind of laugh at us a little bit. Um, Why are you in Buchanan? All the nonprofits are in Monrovia. And we just feel really glad because um, there isn't anyone else or, or very few people that I know of doing this kind of work. Um
1: well, in the doing city where we are top. yeah we're we're just Thank glad you. to understand for people to know what's happening in other worlds yes and
2: yeah I it was, was very interesting reading right here mm-hmm. about the history of Liberia
1: yes. medical do you have like doctors without borders that come or tell me what do you do yeah. in the medical field? okay, so in Liberia itself, we actually have a really
4: fantastic hospital in the capital again um that Samaritan's purse is there um, and there's a hospital called Elwa. But as far as access to doctors, you—I know, I may be a little rusty, but I believe it's about one doctor for every 100,000 Liberians. And 85% of the country is at least five hours away from medical care. The hospital that is the main referral hospital for three counties is in the city where we are, and it's the Buchanan Government Hospital. Um, they treat 8,000 patients a month, and I've been in that hospital many times. They don't have any supplies. Um, if you get sick in Liberia, you bring your own um, supplies. So for example, giving birth, in order for them to admit you to the hospital, which is a free hospital, you have to bring um, your sheets, your food, um, your bleach, uh, your any medicine you're going to need. If you have to have a C-section, you they'll send you to the pharmacy to buy your scalpels, your antiseptic, your medication, your IV tubing, your needles, all of that. So obviously, if you can't afford that, you're just that that's it for you. Um, There are there are a lot of people who die from malaria, typhoid Mm -hmm. and dysentery. Those are all easily treated, usually for under ten dollars. And that is an astronomical amount of money that they simply cannot afford.
1: Candy, I'm going to say something that I think that you are <laughs> an amazing woman. Oh yeah. Well, I am. Yeah, honestly, this just I just I feel very
4: blessed that I get to have this job because I'm one one person away from these people who are, are being helped. Um, our Liberian staff work so hard and they've done incredible things. We have 1,257 children. We've only had one child die from disease in the last seven years, oh, wow. which is just wow. miraculous because um, once we started doing medical treatment before that, we had, um, I think, nine children die in the first um, few months of our feeding program out of 100. And we know when they pass away because we pay for their funerals. And I am very um, blessed because I've only had to authorize payment for one funeral since I've come on. And that was Thank for God. a little girl named Amy. Um, she had chronic malaria and um, her her mom. We were talking about educating the parents. Her mother didn't seek treatment um, because their mindset is unless we think they're going to die, we're not going to go to the hospital. Mm. If you don't have the money, you only go if it's a life or death. So one of the things we're doing is training our parents. Our nurse Sam, is training our parents as soon as your child is sick. Tell us because we cover a hundred percent of the medical care for our kids. And it has saved
1: an untold number of lives over the last 10 years. Well, we're coming pretty much to the end of our show. And I, Courtney, what, what do you think? You've learned a lot today. I've learned so much. And you know, when we, when I saw the email come through about who our guest
3: was going to be, I was like, I don't, I don't know where Liberia is. I don't know. You know, your first thought goes, why when there's so much, you know, Mm -hmm. here and now listening to you, it's like heart wrenching to think of just the conditions. Poor Alexander's over here, been crying this whole show. <laughs> so we appreciate everything you do, and thank you so yeah. much for sharing that. And and you're right, it's thirty one dollars a month, and we just were so spoiled here. And to think that when you talk about just it's life and death with every decision when they wake up, it seems like right, yes. it's just trying to get through the day. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely worth taking the opportunity to, to go to bestway b e s t w a dot and seeing if you can contribute to that cause,
1: absolutely. Thank you. Your website thank again, you. and your, how they can get hold of you. Is this yeah. your father, by the way? That is
4: my dad. He's the founder. And he's there, or is he here? He's here. We're all here. Um, I am going over uh, later this month to check up on our people and and give our leadership some encouragement and make sure everything is is going well. And
1: we do that, but we have all Liberian
4: staff. And hey,
1: Michael, thank you for the great guest. Yeah. You just opened so many visions of people for how they can help other kids. Mm-hmm. Thank yes. you so much, Candy, for thank being here.
0: You. You're welcome. And we've got a couple minutes left and I would just like to thank our sponsors, um, Old House Barbecue, Mr. Guillen there. There was a great guest we had on a couple weeks ago and also Roberto Perez from Miller Title here in Dallas. And you can find links to those people on our website, which is alexandraandfriends.com. Billy Tatum, Hey, <laughs> closing thoughts.
2: I mean, thirty-one dollars a month. I just thought to myself, "Wow, a lot of people pay three times that just to have internet, mm-hmm. right?" And they don't know what internet is. And this—that's not just mm-hmm. for feeding. You heard everything oh, that yeah. that covers. That that's, covers that's education, food, education medical, medical all that stuff. Yeah, that's a dollar a day is what most people make. That's giving a kid an average income. Life to survive, something yep. like
3: that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Life.
0: And, of course, fresh water, too. Yes. Right, because there's filtration and all that stuff is with the food and all that kind of thing. Otherwise, you'd get sick just from making the food. It's
2: incredible. All the details. Yes. Yes. Report back Ooh, from yeah, Liberia. That would be great. Yeah. I would love to. What's the gas prices over there?
4: Uh, $5.68
1: <laughs> a liter. A liter. A liter. So, wow.
2: More like $12 a gallon well, here. Candy, thank yes. you again
1: so very much for being here this evening. We want, to, we want you to come back after you come back. I would from love Liberia, to, yes. And thank you for opening a lot of eyes. Thank you. Thank you I so much. It. Have a good evening.
0: Hey, soy José Guillén, dueño de All House Barbecue, y patrocinamos el show de Alejandra y Friends. Nuestros dos lugares están en Carrollton y Luzbio. Nuestra página web es com. Vengan a vernos. You've been listening to Alexandra and Friends, the podcast. Reach out to us on Facebook at Alexandra and Friends, or write us an email, friends 660 at gmail.com. Be sure to mark us as one of your favorite podcasts so you never miss an episode.